Welcome to the Chicago Business Review, where we introduce you to some of the most successful and sharpest minds from my hometown, Chicago, so that you can find out the secrets that have helped these professionals achieve massive success. If you want to accelerate your growth in your personal and professional life so that you can do more, have more, give more, and ultimately live the life you've always desired, then sit back and stay tuned in because you are in the right place. I'm your host, Young Lee, and you are listening to the Chicago Business Review. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Chicago Business Review. I am your host, Young Lee, and I'm so excited for this week's episode. We have an amazing guest here for you this week. His name is Dave Green, and he is the owner of CrossFit Spiro in Oak Park. Dave worked for over a decade as a foreman and a project manager for Evergreen Architectural Arts, and his specialty was finishes contract company response for consultation, design, and craftsmanship. He had an incredible amount of success in that business, but he was called to start this CrossFit gym so that he could help people realize their full potential not only physically, but mentally and in all aspects of life. And I cannot wait to ask him more questions about it. So without further ado, Dave, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Of course, my man. Of course. So uh, I wanted to dive right in and just kind of ask you a little bit more about what you're doing right now with your CrossFit gym. And then we can kind of go from there. But can can you share with the audience what you're doing now? Sure. Yeah, we are. Um, we're like you said, located located in Oak Park. Uh, we've been in our, actually June is our ninth anniversary. Uh, we are currently our big push is to become a seven figure gross revenue uh, single location gym, which pushes us in a very high tier of the boutique fitness space, if you will, uh, high percentile that is. Um, so we do group classes, which is, you know, CrossFit for all intents and purposes. We do nutrition coaching. We do um, personal training one-on-one and semi-private. Uh, we're starting to do uh, some more remote coaching or add remote coaching to our offering. So trying to be as robust in our services as we possibly can and uh, be the best gym in the world. If we, you know, that's, that's our, um, that's our goal. Uh, and we try to live to that and uh, every day. That's amazing. And uh, I know um, you've had a lot of success with this gym, but I'm sure it wasn't easy the whole way through. Uh, and it's always a journey, as most entrepreneurs know. But uh, what was the uh, reasoning or the decision to leave such a lucrative job that you had before to open up this gym and kind of go down that that path of difficulty with entrepreneurship? It was kind of a, a perfect storm, if you will. I was, um, I love the work that I did. Uh, we were restoring uh, the nation's monuments, our buildings, and and uh, I was restoring the cultural fabric of America. So we, I worked in theaters, on churches, on you know government buildings, state, municipal, federal, uh, and and the work was very rewarding. Um, I loved it, but it was very high pressure. 
a lot of very unrealistic expectations. I was uniquely suited as a project manager in this particular field where I had to do front of house sales and back of house management. And most construction companies split those. It's a matter or it's a, a manner of uh, checks and balances for companies. You know, so usually they'll do estimating and proposals on one side and then management and actually delivery on the other side. But uh, I was a, a, for a $30 million company that had, well, a couple hundred employees, but let's say about 50 on the administrative side, I was responsible for about a third of the sales and a third of the management. Uh, I was overworked. Uh, and I was looking at the CEO who happens to be my uncle and uh, the amount of time that he spent and dedicated to build his business was remarkable, but I would not get the benefits that he had out of it. And I was looking at his uh, time he spent with his children and the kind of lives that they led and their upbringing. Then I actually was going through a divorce and uh, had found CrossFit and been doing it for about two or three years and actually loved the uh, the opportunity. What I love the change and that it gave people and and the possibility that uh, they saw open up when through fitness in their own lifestyles uh, and you know and how that permeated through everything and so. I kind of just jumped ship, quit my job. I was li living on the East Coast and working out of Manhattan, came back home to Chicago. Uh, it was kind of like a total life free fall, if you will. Divorce, quit your job, move back home, like all the major life stresses, you know, that you could possibly do. I also wanted to create a career for myself where I would have time to be with my children. And I didn't have kids at the time, but I wanted to have a space where like, hey, my kids could come see me being fit, being healthy, have a good lifestyle. And uh, so there's there a lot of factors that came into it. Yeah. No, that's uh, an incredible story. Um, so how did you land on opening a CrossFit gym versus maybe a different boutique type of gym? I think that was very just circumstantial. I thought, you know, CrossFit had been around, you know, it's, it started in 2001 and I found CrossFit probably about 2009. Yeah, that's about right. 2010. I uh, did it as a, just like a member for a couple of years. And then I started to like pursue the coaching path and or learning more about it, at least in my initial, uh, uh, in, in the initial uh, phase of that, it was just about becoming more informed about the process and, and their, the approach. Um, CrossFit is one of the most succinct um, training methodologies for, to get people to move better, more efficiently and, and how to reach have people reach their goals regardless of what they are and their background. So it's a very effective way to help the general population reach their goals uh, very efficiently. And, and that's what I loved. It's also the CrossFit training methodology is one of the only methodologies that like defines what fitness is, which is really kind of crazy. There are some old guard fitness uh, certifications, institutions, if you will, that uh, can't define fitness and even our own like medical fields don't do that. And, um, and they also can like teach you how to like coach a squat and analyze a squat, which is something that all other institutions don't do either. So it's, it's kind of amazing. Like when, when you start to study it, that that is lacking in other areas that have been around for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, that's incredible. And I know that CrossFit has really taken off here as a way for people to get it back into exercising and such. What is their definition of fitness and exercise? 
they have a few different models, but the 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 language of it is increased work capacity across broad time and modal domains. So and that means, you know, being able to do more work across short durations of time through long durations of time, you know, so, you know, sprints, uh, very short lifts, you know, which only take a couple seconds, you know, all the way up through a mar uh, marathons and then, you know, lengths, you know, four hours, five hours, sustained effort, if you will. And then um, modal domains is just different movement patterns, whether you're doing body weight gymnastics type movements, whether you're lifting a barbell or a kettlebell, uh, whether you're playing sport or any of that. So it's like increased work capacity, you know, across broad time and modal domains. And then they have a couple other different models, but but that's the the short definition, if you will. No, that's great. Um, cause like I said, I know a lot of friends that have started getting into it and just mm -hmm. really dove in head first. Like now they're all about it. And those are probably some of the most fit friends that I have right now. And so definitely a plug for CrossFit in general, um, for the people that aren't as aware of how a gym operates. I know you said you have group classes and one-on-one, -on -one, and you particularly are also looking into providing remote coaching. But uh, how does like just joining CrossFit different than if somebody were to join just like a regular gym with weights and some classes that they could sign up for and a basketball court, things sure. like that? Yeah. So, I mean, like what we call our big box or our globo gyms, you know, there are a bunch of them out there. We can rattle off of the top of our head, but like their product is essentially an unfulfilled gym membership. Right. So if you think of your average, you know, big box, you know, quote unquote, global gym, like they sell memberships, but they sell them at a volume that if everybody actually showed up, they wouldn't be able to accommodate that. Right. So they're not selling health or fitness per se. That's not their product. Uh, what we do is we coach people. So there's definitely a difference in the price point. We're a higher price point. Um, but in, even in our group classes, it's like you get instruction, you get feedback, um, you get um, programming, you know, you get individualized design. So that's really what separates, I would say, CrossFit in general from your average uh, fitness center, if you will. Uh, and every CrossFit gym is a little bit different. We have a, uh, an onboarding process where people have to have go through some personal training with us. Uh, but you know, everyone's a little bit different, but I would say that is the quintessential difference is like when you pay a higher monthly amount for us, that is because you are getting coaching and individual attention every single class, at least, you know, in the class format. And certainly with personal training, it's, you know, it's one-on-one, -on -one, you know, so I'm with you for that hour or however long that session is, you know. No, and we know um, just or having coaching in your life in any aspect of your life that you want to improve will exponentially help you improve in that field. And that's why I know we both are part of a great mastermind group where we get to learn and grow um, from mentors as well as from peers. And so I understand that concept in business and it makes just as much sense for fitness as well. Um, what do you think are the biggest benefits of fitness in general, maybe not just CrossFit, but, you know, there had to have been a passion as to why you went down this field. What do you think are like the biggest benefits of trying to incorporate fitness in one's life? Well, there's the obvious, maybe, you know, better health, right? Better fitness. Maybe we're, maybe our 
try, you know, our lipid panels are coming back. You know, the doctor says, Hey, you got to start working out. You got to start exercising. You know, they're coming back less than ideal. Right. So, you know, so we have those physical changes, whether they're just appearance, like, Hey, I'm going to fit into this size jeans or the ladies are going to fit in that two piece uh, swimsuit or that little black dress or whatever they're trying to do. Um, you know, so there's that direct benefit, whether it be health or just um, aesthetic, if you will. And then we get, start to get into confidence, you know, like one of the big things for me and why CrossFit was, or even just working out, it was such a addictive thing. It's like, I would get up in the mornings, do my workouts at five, five 30. I'm an early riser. I'm a little crazy in that regard. Uh, I had to be on job sites at six 30, but like when I got in, it's like, Hey, I deadlifted, you know, whatever, 400 pounds this morning. I had this sense of accomplishment and confidence. I had done something for myself to start my day. So all the other stresses of my day were a little less impactful. It's like, you know, I was, I was supercharged. It's like, I already done something. I've accomplished something. So I think there's that level of confidence and accomplishment that happens for a lot of people, you know, and then we get in, you know, so there's a psychological component, the mindset, the mentality, I think uh, cascades, but also like the realm of possibility, you know, setting uh, short-term, long-term goals, like, Hey, I want to lose five pounds or, Hey, I want to, you know, add 10 pounds to a lift, or I want to take a little time off a mile pace or something like that. Now, like we start to set these goals and set up wins for our lives. And that becomes a pattern in other aspects of our life, whether it's, you know, you know, your work with coworkers, your job, your business, you know, your family, your relationships, like we can start to, um, use the template of setting goals uh, for physical fitness and, uh, uh, transcribe that, if you will, on other parts of our lives. So I think that there's, there's myriad uh, benefits of it and it, it becomes just a catalyst for improved life overall. Uh, you know, so that's a huge part of why I love coaching people. You know, do you just see that transformation that possibilities start to expand with people? Oh yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like working out is such a great metaphor for life in general of the consistency of doing the work and keeping those promises to yourself. And then, yeah, you actually see some tangible growth and benefit from the work that you're putting in. And that should then help motivate you to continue on that path. I feel like the other thing that you said of the accomplishing something, doing the hard thing just gives you that extra boost of confidence. Like, you know what? I already did something that I was maybe not looking forward to or that I thought was going to be difficult, but I did it anyway. And that helps build that self-confidence like you're talking about. And it permeates through the rest of your life and all the other activities. So that was such a great answer and something I was hoping to hear. Um, now, with your gym in particular, so you're in Oak Park, which is a suburb right west of Chicago. Um, how can people like get connected with you or find out more about your gym? I believe you have a website, CrossFitSpiro.com. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's correct. Yeah, CrossFitSpiro.com, S-P-E-R-O. Uh, the easiest way to get set up with us, um, if you want to come in person in Oak Park, is we do a free intro consultation. We sit down with you. We find out a little bit about your background, what your goals are, what you've tried in the past. And we try to um, recommend a program for you that will best help you know suit you for reaching your goals, whether that's group training, nutrition coaching, one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. 
or all of the above. Uh, we also do remote coaching and uh, you can certainly approach through the gym that way and you know do a, an intro consultation, whether that's in person or over the phone or a Zoom call or something like that. Uh, personally, I do uh, like 15 minute phone calls. Uh, you can reach me through my uh, Instagram handle, which is coach underscore Dave Green. I'll set up a 15 minute call. Uh, and what I'm really trying to do is help as many people as possible. I mean, that's my mission in life. So that call that I do, and I've, I've done hundreds of them, is just to help people uh, overcome obstacles or hurdles and give them a little insight so they can, uh, you know, just win, be a little bit better. And if that is uh, coaching with me, that's uh, that's something that we can pursue and discuss um, after that call. Uh, the great thing about that is, like, you don't need a to be in a physical gym, a brick and mortar, to actually start working out. And that is a huge barrier for a lot of people. It, you know, it, it costs money. Uh, maybe they're a little intimidated getting into that gym setting. Uh, so wherever you are with your fitness and your athletic ability or wherever you are on that journey, like we, I can help you or my staff can help you, uh, improve your fitness and therefore get all the other benefits that we're speaking of, um, uh, earlier, which, you know, like in that cascade of, uh, of, um, uh, lifestyle change, if you will. No, that's, that's incredible. And I think that it is very apparent from our conversation, just how much you care for the people that not only join your gym, but just for people to get back into fitness and to have the benefits of consistently working out and seeing how that will impact not only their physical appearance, but all aspects of their lives. And so that's such a great thing that you're doing with those, uh, 15 minute calls to help people. Cause I feel like a lot of people have this misunderstanding that yes, they need to be in a gym or they need to be at a certain fitness level before they can even join a gym and, or they think they'll figure it out on their own. And so mm -hmm. it's such a great thing that you're offering and we'll have uh, all the contact information in the notes below for everybody that wants to contact Dave. But again, his, Instagram handle is at coach underscore Dave green green is with an E at the end <laughs> and E we don't yeah. want to miss that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, or you could check out the website now, Dave, I know you're an amazing fitness coach and you've started this business. Um, what would you say were some of the biggest challenges business wise of getting started and or growing it because now we know you are one of the more successful gyms out there but uh, i'm sure it didn't just start that way um what were some of the challenges that you had to go through to get to this point it's interesting you know i started in a garage having been a recent divorcee i actually lived with a buddy of mine who had also recently gone through a divorce i lived in his attic and i started in a, a residential garage unheated garage um, and we are in Chicago. And so winters in that garage, getting workouts, getting clients in there. Um, why would they come do that? Why would they pay a premium to come do that? Right. Was, was a, a big thing, but I, I had the faith and the, and the vision that, um, that allowed me, uh, to kind of stay the course, if you will. But so the, uh, the initial challenge honestly was like finding a physical location so I could accommodate enough staff. 
you know, or, or enough members, you know, you know, can I get a couple hundred square foot indoors in a heated space? And, and, and that was tough. I took me over a year. I had some failed negotiate negotiations with commercial business owners. Uh, I finally landed a spot and then, um, I was in that location. I rented for about three years. Uh, and then it's, you know, it's word of mouth. Uh, you know, you can pay for ads on social media and do all that sort of stuff. But I found that the clients that came in through those weren't lasting clients. They tended to be value seekers. Uh, I like to fancy myself with like we're premier, premier fitness. Like I'm chasing after a concierge level fitness experience for people. Uh, and that's a very select group of clients that, uh, that are going to pay for that. But, but, but initially it was like, how do you get your brand out in front of people and, and also, uh, prove to people or show people that you have done good work with your clients. Like, you know, this guy lost 15 pounds in a month or two, or that person, you know, has, has been with us six, nine months. And, you know, we've seen this percentage of body fat loss, or, or maybe it's just, the, you know, the, uh, the more, um, uh, subjective stuff that like, Hey, I, I just feel better. I'm more confident. You know, I love the way I look in the mirror, those sorts of things. So that takes a little time, uh, it, working with clients and then, and then getting them to speak about that. So like, being uh, uh, a type of service where people will actually voluntarily share the story of what they've had with you. Um, that was a challenge and you got to have um, some time spent with those people. So nine years into it, luckily uh, we've had a bunch of that and, and word of mouth is phenomenal for, uh, for this type of business or any business probably. Uh, and then, uh, and here we are nine years later, month over month, uh, higher revenue, which, which, you know, is a dollar, it's a finance thing, but, what that really means to me is that uh, we are reaching more and more and more people. We are helping more people. Uh, and that's what it's about for us. We're on a mission to change the definition of what is healthy in this country. Um, that's why we do remote coaching. And now we're trying to get beyond just our brick and mortar. So uh, finding a location is the short answer. And then spending enough time with clients, having them stay with us to so that they can tell their stories about their relationship with us. That totally makes sense and is such a great way to build up a business is through client testimonials, through success stories. Now, I'm very interested in, so you are in the garage and yes, we know it is very cold in the winters. I did 75 hard this last yeah. winter and those outdoor workouts were pretty brutal at times, yeah. but uh how did you get those first clients to come to the to come to the garage and pay you um, to coach them up? Well, uh, you know, so, well, one of my first clients, they were friends and family. You know, that's a short answer for my initial clients. So, uh, one of my first clients happened to be my sister. She started with me. Let's see, I, I moved back to Chicago in June. She started with me in August and a couple months after she had her second child. Um, and now she is one of my coaches. She's actually my general manager. She runs CrossFit Spiro for me. So she's been with me, you know, eight and a half years as a client and has been working for me, I think six and a half or seven years. And, um, you know, so a phenomenal success story. I had some friends, uh, you know, that come be my guinea pig and let me help you, you know, let me help you with your fitness. And I had one that was, she was diehard five, five thirty in the morning. She's a mother of three and yeah, she'd be there. You know, I'm, I got a space heater on the barbells and the dumbbells and the kettlebells and, and she and she'd show up, you know, uh -huh. and um, and I loved her for it. Um, she is no longer a member, but uh, she stuck with it for 
God, probably three or four years. But um, yeah, but the short answer is friends and family. And uh, and then um, and yeah, that's and it. then seeing that success from what they did. And so I feel like a lot of people get stuck um, starting that business or taking that next step because they don't know. They're like, well, how am I going to attract clients? But the way that yeah. you did it organically, I know a lot of times I offered my services for free in the beginning just so that I could get those um, testimonials or success stories. And then once you have enough of those, that's when you can start charging people. But you want yeah. to be able to prove that what you're trying to sell is something that will be of benefit to others. So that's an amazing story as to how you started out. And now you've got this gym that's running on almost nine years. So yeah. kudos to you on that. What other things about your gym or about fitness do you think people might have a misunderstanding about that uh, you could clear up? Well, it, it, yeah, most people think it's difficult. It's hard. Or that you have to have a gym membership, you know, and and it, it's it's really not true. I would recommend most people find a coach, a good coach. There's a lot of noise, uh, you know, on the inter internet and in social media. A lot, you know, there's some great content out there, but there's a lot of garbage for sure. But like, but you don't need a gym membership. You know, our, the trends in this country are, are alarming. You know, I think we're normalizing physical and mental infirmity. And, and it's my mission to kind of combat that, you know, and, and even if you have great intentions and you're trying to be, you know, quote unquote healthy, there's tons of just bad information out there. So I like my job is to kind of cut through that noise and, and deliver, um, a, a good information to you, but, but you don't need to have a gym membership. You don't need to have a lot of equipment. It's not hard for a lot of people. I mean, you've done 75 hard, right? I mean, that's a, that's like, you can get up and just walk with intent. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's a yeah. workout, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's, um, that's what most people don't realize. The other thing that's kind of crazy is it's a little more technical, but what what's called NEAT or non-exercise activity thermogenesis, you know, like the calories you burn when you're not exercising, non-exercise activity thermogenesis this is like walking upstairs or you're standing and fidgeting or shaking your leg when you're sitting down. That accounts for about 70 to 75% of your daily caloric burn. So even just doing something from going from a sitting desk to a standing desk where you actually kind of move back and forth is tremendous for your daily caloric burn. You know, that's, that's huh. kind of the underlying um, uh, reasoning or mo uh, motive for the, you know, 10,000 steps a day type of thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, you know, you're not exercising, you're just, you know, you're walking, you know, and that's, yeah. you know, uh, some simple stuff like that goes miles in for progress with the vast majority of the population, you know? And so, um, uh, so it's interesting. It doesn't have to be hard, you know, it's just get up and move a little bit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I don't think people think about that uh, mm -hmm. neat as much as just, oh, I got to go out and run or yeah. I got to go lift these weights. But yes, consistently just moving your body more than you were previously. But yes, if you want to take it to that next step, hiring a coach or at least having a conversation with a coach that is knowledgeable like Dave, so that he can give you actionable next steps, I think is just such a benefit. So please, guys, if you have any questions, you can reach out to Dave on Instagram. 
once again at coach underscore Dave Green with an E at the end. We'll have his contact in the show notes below. But uh, as you can see, Dave has an incredible passion for helping people become more fit and benefiting from that fitness journey that they're going to go on. And he's very knowledgeable. One other question, because I know fitness not only has to do with exercise and moving your body, but also the things that you intake, the mm. diet that you take on. And uh, I didn't want to have you on and not ask about the nutritional part of it. Um, I know there's a lot of different things out there. One thing that I do, and so I wanted to ask you about is I do intermittent fasting or feeding windows. What are your thoughts on that or any other type of, I, I hate to use the word diet, but yeah. uh, something where people can monitor what they're intaking. Like, what do you think are the most important factors of nutrition, I guess? For sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, I agree with you. I hate the word diet. But for a couple of reasons, it it, it uh, kind of insinuates a beginning and an end. It also insinuates like work, uh, you know, so like I'm going to go try this diet, whether it be intermittent fasting or keto or one of the branded things out there. Um, but it, it, it's, uh, it insinuates a beginning and an end, you know. Um, the short answer for nutrition is like you got to do something that, that is sustainable and fits into your lifestyle. You know, I know people that travel five days a week or, you know, a significant portion of their other week. Uh, you know, I know parents that have, you know, three kids and a nine to five and like making meals and, and eating healthy is, is hard work. Our basic advice that I like to give people is that like, you just need to eat real unprocessed food, right? I don't care about amount of food that you eat, at least initially, I care about the qualities of the foods you eat. And, um, the other thing is like most people are very worried about like, oh, I'm going to this birthday party or, or there's a holiday and. Like, can I eat that piece of cake, you know, on that one day, you know, and it's like, if you're, it, you, don't be so concerned with what you're doing for that one day or that break. It's what you do, you know, the other 90% of the time that matters more. So eating real foods um, that don't come in a box, that don't have a list of ingredients that you don't even know what they are, can't even pronounce them. Like those things should be avoided, right? Eat real food, which means, you know, good quality meat vegetables, fruit, you know, less processed stuff, you know? And the, so that's the first thing we got to do is, you know, stop. The, the other good thing I've heard recently is like, if you're, if you can't recreate it in your kitchen, right, like <laughs> you should not be eating it. You know, if this I is some, you know, you know, this food sciencey thing that's like, it might taste delicious. It might put all your dopamine receptors and, yep. and everything. But it's like, if I couldn't actually make that in my kitchen, like recreate it, like I probably shouldn't eat it. You know, that's, that's another really good. Just that's a great, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a great tip. Now, yeah. um, one thing I've been talking to my son about, which is kind of in line with what you were talking about, but I guess I'll ask you since you're more of the expert is like a thousand calories of healthy food versus a thousand calories of processed food. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference if yeah. you wanted to like lose weight, let's say, because we know calorie intake is so important, but you were mentioning about the difference in the quality of food. Now, if it's the same number of calories, 
Is it going to take the same amount of time to burn or what are your thoughts on that? Should they just focus more on calorie restriction or the quality of the food that he's taking? I mean, this, again, this is, uh, it's a nuanced response, if you will. Like I, the calories are a measure of energy or heat, you know, and so how we process calories individually is different and the types of food, you know, is this, you know, is this a, a steak? Is this um, uh, oatmeal or, or like where do these calories come from and how our bodies digest them uh, varies greatly uh, depending on the type of food it is and our own individual metabolisms, if you will. So it's it's difficult. Uh, most people that are what I would call like a tier one a client, like I don't care about the quality, quantity of food, how many calories are taking it. I care about the quality of food. So we got to switch that, you know, so just you know, eat as much steak, whatever, you know, quality proteins and quality greens as you can. Like, you know, don't go eat a pound cake. Uh, (laughs) It's a big difference, right? Uh Um, Yeah. And, but, and then the, the metabolic response we have to foods, uh, particularly like highly processed, refined carbohydrates is very deleterious on our health. There's, you know, um, inflammation that happens when we're eating way too many refined carbohydrates and even types of fats and things like that. Uh, which ca- is a cascade of health problems. It can lead us into metabolic syndrome, which is like high um, lipid panels, prediabetes. Uh, you know, there's a whole cascade there, but there's also um, uh, a mental component to this too. There's uh, a lot of science coming out showing that uh, things like dopamine and serotonin, like a large percentage of them are actually manufactured in our gut. So if our gut health, and I'm not just talking about our stomach, but our entire digestive tract, our gut health is off, that can cause... Uh, things like depression, anxiety, ADHD. So, um, so it's very interesting. So yes, the quality of foods is incredibly important. And yes, a calorie is not a calorie um, for myriad reasons, both physical and mental. So that's an awesome answer. I can't wait to share this part of the clip with my son, but uh, um, does so- he play sports? He does. Yeah. He's uh, he plays basketball and volleyball and uh, yeah. he's, became a teenager recently and so he's more into his fitness and the way he looks and all of that and so we've been just trying to work on things that one thing I was telling him as well is it doesn't matter what you do for a brief period of time it's what you can adopt for a lifestyle and I feel like that's one of the biggest misconceptions people have and why they continually feel like they fail is that they go on these quote unquote diets or workout programs. And then once they're done, they're done and they revert back and you're never going to make progress that way. It has to be a change in mindset and mentality of this is my new identity. This is my new lifestyle. I am the type of person that eats quality foods. I am the type of person that avoids processed foods, things like that. And it becomes easier and easier, but people think it's so hard because they're like, I can't do that forever. But, and then what you said too, about like, you know what, that one day a year, you don't have to worry about it. It's what you do in the majority of your time that is really going to impact it. Whereas if half the time you're eating healthy, half the time you're eating unhealthy, that's not really going to do you too great. But every once in a while, you know, it, it, you still want to live life. <laughs> and so 
I'm heading out of town for a wedding this weekend. You know, you think I'm not going to have a couple drinks and, you know, eat the wedding cake and that sort of stuff. You know, I'm an ardent jujitsu practicer right now. I train jujitsu six days a week pretty much. And, and I've been in some competitions, but like my weight is very important for my competitions, but it's like, I'm still going to go live my life and enjoy my time with my wife and her girlfriend who's getting married and you know all that stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, I, I love your commentary on identity because I think it's a huge component to this, particularly like when it, our, our social identity, um, a lot of the, one of the biggest challenges for a lot of my clients is uh, they try to improve their lives. And then the friends they're around, it's like they got that buddy that's bringing two cases of beer every single weekend or like, oh, I'm always going to the microbrewery and, and it's like, and that guy looks at you because you're nuts because you're trying to work out and take control of your health and fitness. It's like, well, like maybe I got to get rid of that friend. And, I, and honestly, for me, like it was a huge thing. Like um, I, I like beer, you know, and I'm, uh, I don't drink a lot of it anymore. But like it sounds silly. But like when I did 75 hard, actually, I threw out all my brewery T-shirts. I'm like, I, I don't want to wear I don't want to people to know me as the brewery guy. You uh, know, it's wow. just a, an identity thing, you know? Yeah, no, that's it, so true. And then what you yeah. said there, too, about like, the people that you surround yourself with, the environment that you're in. And that's why, again, it's so important for you or the listener to connect with people that have similar goals, that have similar aspirations. And not saying you got to cut all the rest of the people out of your life, but just try to find more of the people that are aligned with what you are trying to do. And that's why you want to connect with Dave here and just get an action plan to get started. Or if you want to take that next step, the best way to grow is to do it with others. In my yeah. podcast where I talked about one of the lesson or the lessons that I learned from 75 hard, one of the biggest lessons I had was accountability yeah. and having other people that were accountable to me and I was accountable to them. And it made it so much easier to do it versus trying to do it on my own willpower. So joining a gym like CrossFit Spiro, where other like-minded people are also there to achieve that same goal, are there rooting you on and encouraging you. And you're having a staff full of people that genuinely care for your well-being, not like some of the other gyms where they just sell you a membership and never talk to you again. So there is so much benefit in joining a gym like CrossFit Spiro. So please check them out. Again, CrossFit Spiro, S-P-E-R-O.com is where you'll find them on the web. You can also find their Instagram handle at C-F-S-P-E-R-O.com. And then of course, please reach out to Dave. He'd love to connect with you. Tell him you heard him on the podcast and he'd be happy to spend those 15 minutes with you and really figure out a plan of action and support Dave because he's out here fighting the good fight, trying to make a difference, not only in our local community, but now even with the remote coaching, trying to help people that aren't as close to him proximity wise, but want to start on this journey. So please, if you guys found value in this episode, share the show, share 
Dave's contact information and reach out to him. He is a wealth of knowledge, as you see. We were talking about nutrition. We were talking about fitness, but we just scratched the surface. And Dave is an expert in these fields. And there are so many people out there that claim to know what they're talking about, but they're selling you more than they are helping you. So Dave is coming from a heart of service. So take him up on these offers, reach out to him, support his business and support this show, guys. The only way we bring on great guests like Dave is if you share the show, you leave reviews and you leave comments and we read all of those comments. So please, please, please share the show. Dave, before we get going, is there anything else that you'd like to share or um, that promote or anything along those lines? No, I think you, you said it better than I could. I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's been great to chat with you. Thank you so much. Um, of course, yeah, please Dave. hit me up with those phone calls. I lo I'd love to sit down and just give anybody and everybody little bit of help, a little bit of insight on how they can uh, overcome whatever is uh, hanging them up, their obstacles. That's right, guys and girls. Like, it is easier than you think to get started. Success is simple. It's just not always easy. But with a game plan, it gets easier. And then with that community, it gets even easier. And Dave can help you every step of the way. So reach out to him. But again... Thank you, everyone, for listening. Dave, thanks so much for your time, my man. That was so insightful. And until next time, guys, my name is Young Lee with the Chicago Business Review. We will see you next time. Thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. I truly respect your time, so I hope this was valuable to you. And if you're a new listener, then thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all the resources, links, and show notes on our Facebook group, Chicago Business Review. Just go to Facebook and search Chicago Business Review so that you can find out all the latest info on future podcasts, get all the show notes, and network with other highly successful and driven entrepreneurs and professionals in Chicago. Also, be sure to contact me while you're over there and share any feedback, questions, or guest recommendations you have as well. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.